Hello, welcome to GunfighterCast, episode number 159. I'm Daniel Shaw, and I'm here with Varg Freeborn. Hey, Varg, how are you? Good, good. How are you? Not bad, man. Not bad at all. How's life down in sunny Florida? Uh, it's beautiful. Florida is beautiful, as always. Staying safe down there. Yeah, it's chill. Guys, we got a little episode today. We wanted to talk about something that's happening. It's been happening as long as I've been into guns, probably as long as you've been into guns and paying attention to the firearms community. And I'm not sure where it comes from. I got a couple of theories that we might explore, but there's something in the firearms world that attracts a certain kind of person with a certain level of ego that for some reason they feel more masculine, more maybe feminine. I don't know. They feel more empowered, uh, have a, a serious ego attached to the idea that they know what things are called. For example, we have a lot of new gun owners coming over right now. A lot of folks that we didn't think we were going to buy guns or be into guns or think about training or, or personal, taking responsibility for their own personal and family protection, and they are now, and they're jumping on the Internet. They're jumping on different forums. They're jumping on Instagram and Facebook, trying to get information, trying to learn things. On one hand, we've always said, uh, you know, we need to get more people in the Second Amendment fight, defending the Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. And then whenever they come along, we pretty much step on their little peepees and be really, really mean to them because they call a magazine a clip or something else stupid. Where do you think this comes from, Mark? Where, where, does this, uh, where does this originate from? I think it originates from this need to have a sense of belonging in some type of cool club. And it can be anything in any business, but you have to be like one of the people that knows the most about it or knows at least the standard information. And if someone doesn't know the standard information, it's like, how could you not know this standard information? This is standard for anybody that knows anything. So they are placing themselves in a position by doing that more than they're placing another, even though it sounds like they're placing the other person down and they're saying, calling them out for being in a lower knowledge position they're actually trying to position themselves in a certain place where it fits in with this story that they're telling themselves in their head about who they are i've seen it in the military i've seen it out here in the civilian world i see it in articles that i've read in magazines and on different blogs and other publications out there not so much in other industries as much as i do the firearms industry and i'm, I'm pretty in touch with a few other industries out there from tech and some other things that i just i like a lot and I don't see the same thing. And one thing that I see the most in the firearms industry is there will be a writer that writes a 2,000-word article, and they will spend about 200 words of that actually transferring good information to the reader. But the other 1,800 words in that 2,000-word article will be trying to prove how smart they are, trying to show how much they know about things. And it's, it's, it's kind of the wrong focus, especially for a trainer out there or any kind of instructor that's their job is to pass on information or transfer knowledge from, from one to another and also be a funnel for good knowledge and a filter for bad knowledge uh, and bad information. I see that a lot. It's one thing we don't tolerate on the MagLife blog. We try to have very highly conversational type tones, uh, people exploring and learning and asking questions and uh, not getting caught up in a lot of the institutional inertia and dogma that's typically attached and and terminology is one of those that I, I see often argued about and discussed almost as much as nine versus 45. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really a waste of time when you see 
how much time and effort is actually spent talking about these things. Like, I understand it's important to know the correct terminology of things and to have knowledge about what you're doing, but people craft this ability to only talk about things that they have learned the standard set of information about, you'll notice that you don't hear these people talk about anything outside of a few topics, right? The reason that they do that is because they don't know everything and they don't ever want to get called out in the way that they call other people out. So they create this world where they live in just a few topics and they're willing to spend this unhealthy amount of time talking about these things when they could actually be learning about these other topics that they avoid because they don't want to get called out on. They could actually become proficient in some other skills or have a higher set of knowledge and tools in some other topics, but they would rather spend their time like calling people out on the internet like they're the terminology internet police of the gun community or something like the time you spend doing this, you could have been going to the gym or learning about how to eat healthier. So you're probably going to die of heart disease with the habits that you have. But it's cool because you made sure nobody was calling a magazine a clip. So uh, your legacy will live on, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. I mean, you have saved the world. You explained to somebody that what stuff's called. It happens all the time. And even now, having to have a whole Gunfighter Cast episode about it, it's almost, I don't feel like we're guilty of the same because I, I think we're, we're putting forth an effort to try to stop this. I've been doing this for a while. I had a video came out a few years ago, kind of about the same subject. Uh, I've said it in most every class I've ever taught. I've, I've had people tell me at the end of the class, like, hey, that new guy who's never really shot a gun before and he came to your handgun class, he called this thing a clip all day, and you didn't say anything to him. And I'm like, well, why would I? I got a brand new shooter. Like, he just got a gun. He's showing up. He's getting the concealed care permit. He wants to learn how to defend his family. I've got two days that are eight or nine hours each with him to teach him how to fight, how to defend himself, how to employ that gun, how to think. I've got so much information I'm trying to get across to this guy. I'm trying to change his mindset. I'm trying to change so many different things right now. I have zero time to stop and, and tell him what something's called. When I know he's talking about the magazine, you know he's talking about the magazine. Who cares? I'm just glad you're here. Let's get some important information out there and not waste time talking about the stupid stuff. And it extends far beyond just the magazine. There's tons of different ways it could go that people say. And there's there's people out there who don't know the damage they're doing when they're giving bad information. Because we got guys with little blue checks next to their names that because they have a big following, then suddenly people believe that they, that gives them a certain amount of credibility, whether they're deserving of that credibility or not whether they got those followings because they post memes or they got those followings because they actually have put in the time and effort and put forth good work and gathered information, and now they are that good funnel for it. So we're very different than a lot of industries out there in some ways, uh, kind of scary. The only one I think is kind of close to us is the martial arts world. They can get a little bit worse in some ways and maybe better in some. Yeah, they're definitely worse in some ways, maybe equal in others. I'll give them that. I don't know about better, but the whole thing about what we are willing to spend our time on, I think is really the root topic that needs to be talked about. Just like when you say, I didn't spend time on this with this person in the class, because as a coach or as an instructor, you understand that a person has a limited 
amount of information that they can absorb at a time. And a good coach or a good instructor prioritizes that information individually for the person based on the rate that they're moving at in their progression, their development, how they're absorbing information, how much do they understand the first time you say it. You learn these things over a couple of hours about an individual. And there may be a time when, hey, listen, if I start throwing terminology into this about things that aren't going to affect his performance right now, because whether he calls it a magazine, a clip, or a black banana, I don't give a shit what he calls it. But if he's putting it into the gun properly right now, that's what I need to focus on. And so when we get to this position where we're prioritizing the information we need to put out there, the person can only absorb so much, then you have to think about, okay, this is worth talking about right now. I can say something about that later after class and be like, hey, listen, you know, couple times this was said and you know the correct terminology is this and I just want to let you guys know that and that's all it that needs to be said boom done it's over right but the important information was absorbed and shared and and that's like the the mechanics or the marksmanship or whatever other things you were trying to get across to that student that day and turn that perspective around on yourself and say do I really need to spend as much time or should I spend my limited effort and resources and ability to to utilize information at all should i spend that limited time on this topic talking about you know magazines or which caliber is bigger or like you know whatever it is or could i be doing things to actually improve myself and then i can be a better example because people will see what i do and when i speak i'll be speaking properly and I don't need to emphasize it or go on tangents and make rants about it and be on the internet at three in the morning to make sure nobody's saying the wrong thing that needs corrected. Like specific names are coming to mind right now as I'm saying this, that if you say certain things on Facebook, these people, I don't care what time of day it is, they're going to show up in your thread and they will be right there. But it's so it's know? true. It's true. I, I know people who live for that. I, I think they use search terms to scour the internet to find these conversations to get into to show that they know what things are called. I'm going to make a post about what is the best clip to use with the best caliber to get the most knockdown power and what hollow sight should I put on my handgun or something like I'm going to just like fry brains. It's going to be fun. It's going to get more comments than anything good that's ever been posted ever. It's going to be awesome. That was a great point though. It's uh, about the, the coach and the instructor. So I see the same thing. And I've been to classes, and I think for people out there listening, if you haven't taken a training class or if you have, maybe you've evaluated some instructors and realized, like, well, I like what's happening right here. I'm learning a lot. Priorities are in the right place. This is great. And then maybe you took another one and realized that that one wasn't so good or that the other one was better. We learn by taking different classes and with different instructors, a wide variety of instructors. I tell my students, I don't want to be your instructor ever. I hate when somebody on the internet posts like, oh, well, my instructor teaches this. First of all, you lost me in that conversation because you said my instructor. That means you have one bank of knowledge that you're gaining from and not multiple. One person is not going to have it all figured out. They're going to have their own priorities. Varg's going to have his priorities. I'm going to have my priorities. Uh, Steve Fisher's going to have his own priorities. Jared Reston's going to have his own priorities. We're all going to have different things. And if you only had one instructor out there, you're probably going to be missing a few things. I don't care who that instructor is. And uh, clearly myself included in that. But if we have an instructor who I've seen them many times where they've already sold me the class. I've already got it. Like I already paid the money. They already got my money in their bank account. But 
they're going to continue to do marketing the entire time and waste time talking about what things are called, arguments on the internet, using terminology in some ways, their priorities aren't a transfer of knowledge, but their priorities are often make myself sound really smart and smarter than everybody else. And I am the only person that you can follow on this journey to take you to true ability to defend yourself with a handgun or a rifle. So I am the only one who could take you there. Follow me, be one of my, my cult members, basically. And they'll use a tactic of, even though you and I, Varg, may be saying the same thing, I will use every one of the psychological terms for it. I'll use scientific terms. I will say things that I don't even fully understand. I'll say things that the students clearly don't understand. And I don't have a problem with that and, and developing understanding. And sometimes there's scientific things that explain things better than layman's terms. But when there's a layman's term option that gets the point across much faster, much more efficiently, where everybody understands it, it's counterproductive to use linguistics that are only there and designed and used to make me sound smarter, not to actually go for the goal, which is that transfer of knowledge. Right. That's what I mean about it's more about putting themselves in a position than it is putting the other person in a, in a position. Even if their goal was to belittle the person and put them in a lower position, when their goal should be to raise that person's position up with new knowledge, they don't care about either one of those goals, honestly, because all they're trying to do is position themselves where they want to be in their story, which is obviously some type of an expert or recognizable, knowledgeable person in this community. On those same lines, how would somebody out there new to the gun world that just listened to a podcast for the first time ever, how would they identify the right people to associate with and listen to? I, I use a rule about if you look at somebody's social media, and do like a quick scan of like the last week or so of their output. Roll down their timeline and look and see and just do like a quick estimate of percentage of how much they say is negative and how much they say is positive. And that's probably the first indicator. Like for example, if I go to somebody and they're 75% of what comes out of them is negative or smack talking or attacking someone, boom, you're done. I'm Absolutely. not even going to look at you anymore. How many people are they tagging trying to get them to come over to their page? You probably have this happen to you too. I get tagged all the time. I'm sorry to interrupt you because I know you're on a good run here. I get tagged all the time by people who are like, look at this idiot, and they'll have a video from the range attacking a student or another instructor, and I don't engage in those even in the slightest. But I, I could tell the caliber of that person, pun intended, by – they're trying to get me to come over there to lend credibility to them and say, yeah, man, you're right. This guy's an idiot. And somehow that lifts them up as we both together tear that person down. And I don't play that game at all. I despise it. It's toxic for our whole industry, the Second Amendment, everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the first indicator for me. How negative are they? How much negative output? And I tell people that, you know, what you do online is your brand. Like, even if you don't have a company you are your brand. You're your own advertisement and how you present yourself is who you are. Like it doesn't matter if you have good guy syndrome in your brain. If your output is mostly negative, nobody's going to really think you're that great of a person. People will like you and they'll flock around your page because people are bored and they're entertained by people who are controversial. If that's how you want to get your attention, just know that that attention is short-lived it has no longevity. You're only relevant as long as you're controversial or talking smack. If you began to even be positive, no one would listen to you anymore. So that's very important. And it doesn't mean that 
nobody listens to anybody that's positive, it means that you're not establishing a relationship with the public that is built upon you being positive. You're establishing it built upon being negative. So the minute you stop doing that, your audience is gone. So just think about who you really want to be and try to build a relationship with the public, whether you're a company or an individual that's based on positive messaging and you're trying to raise people's positions. The best way to build an army is to build the army one soldier at a time. You don't go and tear everybody down and then all the people who follow you cheering you on as you tear everybody down, that's not thats not your army. <laughs> Those people are going to run away with their bread and circus popcorn the first next shiny thing that comes along. Well, the second you say something that isn't exactly correct or exactly what they believe to be correct, which is also a problem. There's a lot of beliefs in this world that things are correct, but really they're not even at all. And it changes. It's a moving target. Like something that's cool now is be uncool, you know, six months from now or next year. So this is really a culture problem in the firearms industry or the firearms community rather would be a better, better place to put it. And that's why I think it's similar to the martial arts side. I think I, I see it some in the fitness world as well. Yeah. And I'm not trying to crack on anybody for being out of shape or anything like that or not knowing what they're knowing, but... Just think about yourself. If you're this person who you don't exercise, you don't really do anything for yourself that's extremely healthy in terms of building yourself into this warrior that you want to be. Yeah, you're not learning new things. You know, you're not taking care of your health, your knowledge, your capabilities, but you're spending all this time on the internet telling other people that what they should be doing. You should just go check yourself because you've got a lot of improvement that you could be making. And you won't see me on social media attacking people because I'm very busy working on improving my own life and my own position and helping others improve their position, which is what I do for a living, you know? So that's something that you should examine, I think. So that was part of the reason why I began this podcast like 12 years ago to begin with was because I thought I knew things and some things I did and some things I realized that I didn't. And one of the, I got into in a good conversation, it happened twice this weekend on the internet, on Instagram. Somebody was posting a lot of stuff and, and advice, uh, trauma, uh, hemorrhage control on the internet. They were incredibly wrong talking about the application of a tourniquet and basically everything that's wrong. They were saying it. They were just hitting some, some super old ideas and concepts that, that are just been disproven. They just don't exist anymore. We pretty much got rid of those, but they're still out there. And I was surprised to see it very politely said, Hey, you should probably stop because you're wrong about all this. And this is why you're wrong. And this is where you can go find more information and see more detail why you're wrong and not just take my word for it because you're in a position where people are trusting everything that you say and you owe it to them to get it right or as, as correct as you can possibly be and not just say something that you're not 100% sure about because you're wrong about these. And he came back. He's like, you know what? I deleted all those things that I said. You're right. I was going by this experience and I don't really know this well. And I appreciate that. And I was like, man, I know your heart's in the right place. I know you care and you want to help people and give good information. This has happened to me so many times in the course of this podcast. When I first started, I was on active duty. I was a, a senior sergeant when I started this. And I, I thought I knew so many things and I realized that I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. I knew a little bit about a little bit. 
And one of the things that really helped me the most was really two things. People saying, hey, you said this about that, but I think you missed this perspective and this point on that. And I'm like, I go back and look at it, and it hurts a little bit to realize I got called out of being wrong. There's a little bit of ego hit there. And then I go dive into that and look at it. It's like, you know what? This guy was right. I did not see it from this perspective or this issue, and I didn't understand all the other influences involved in this. And I was spoke on this very absolute and I agree that I was wrong. Uh, and then I go back and change that. And I'm like, Hey, look, I, I was wrong about that. Like this is, this is what we happened. And then somebody called me out on that and they are correct. And I was wrong. The other thing that helped me out a lot, and it's just, I guess my own personality, maybe everybody doesn't have this, but when I first joined the Marine Corps, I was put on this pretty cool little team. Um, my first unit and I was around these force recon guys. I was not force recon ever myself. I was around these really old force recon guys, and, and these guys were so smart, and they taught me everything. I was a lance corporal, and I could I could do all kind of stuff that most platoon sergeants and platoon commanders sometimes struggled to do because they were just dumping knowledge in me and a few other guys constantly. And it was just it was an amazing way for me to start my career in the Marine Corps. They would be talking, and I would never interrupt because they would just always be spouting like tactics, you know, whatever we were doing. And I'd be standing next to them taking notes. I had a notebook full of stuff. And then a few years go down the road, and, and I end up a couple of trips to Iraq, and I'm working directly for the battalion gunners, and I'm, I'm running ranges for companies and doing all kind of stuff. And I realized when people are asking me questions, they're standing next to me taking notes. It came full circle. And it, just like I believed everything that those guys that were around me my first year in the Marine Corps told me, I had all these young Marines standing around me looking at me like I know everything and just taking everything I say for gospel. And then there's people on the internet with this podcast and with my other things and, and students of mine through training that don't question anything that I'm saying. They believe what I'm saying. That is a huge responsibility for me to, one, prioritize my time, but also be more correct every day. I've been wrong about so many things in my life that there's probably things that I teach and do right now that I'm incorrect about, but I'm doing my best to be more right every single day, and I believe that I'm the most right I've ever been. That sounds reasonable. I think that if you live with that kind of objective where you're trying to learn as much as you can, you're, number one, never under the false belief that you know the one true ultimate way of doing things so you don't have to learn anymore. And then that's going to lead you to being a great carrier of this knowledge, right? Because you're... uh the cliche is forever a student, lifelong student, but that becomes the type of instruction that other people are then going to want to hear. That's the cycle of someone who is doing a good job of being a learner and then being a teacher. Awesome. So I guess to bring it all together here, little ending note Think about your priorities. Think about your priorities in learning, self-growth, all those different things, your, your influencing of others' priorities, and find ways to find more time. Maybe give up some of those negative things. Find ways to, to spend your time prioritizing actual personal growth, and as you get that, help bring others up instead of putting others down. I say you guys are all doing out there or doing that out there. But uh, certainly there are some, and we could be a lot stronger as a group in defending the Second Amendment, whether it's through legislation or you know political action, uh, also self-defense through um, protecting ourselves. 
you know, every time somebody does something stupid with a gun, something dangerous, hurts a child by accident or uses a gun in a way that they shouldn't have out in public because the right information didn't reach them, that sets us back. Instead of focusing on that negativity and focusing on how wrong the wrong information is, let's give the right information in a way that, that people receive it. I grew up in a church, like every single church service I was there, and there was a pastor who once said something uh, that I'll never forget, and I apply it to other things in my life. He said, gently spread the gospel. Because when somebody's on the side of the road telling you you're going to go to hell, holding a big sign and all this other stuff, repent now, blah, 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 People are like, yeah, I'm kind of, yeah, whatever. What are this crazy guy? If you're going to gently spread a message to somebody or spread a message to somebody that they don't like or don't want to hear, it's often a good move to do it gently. Do it in a way that, like, hey, man, there may be another perspective on this. Like, you should check this out a little bit. There's more information here that you might be missing. And here's where you can get it from. Mark, any final thoughts, buddy? I think that wrapped it up pretty nicely. And I think that if you listen to this whole podcast, you're either going to get it or you're not, and I hope you get it because that's big thing about hurting our community and setting ourselves back. This is very important to consider. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and until next time, Gunfighter Cast out.